You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Today is a very exciting car ride's worth of content because we have a special guest to kick off our new series. As always, I am Allie, your host, joined by Daniel, and also here today is Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Allie. We are so happy to have you. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we always like to start by asking, what are you loving? So do you have something you're loving right now? Yes, I'm loving Starbucks cold brew. Oh. I used to be a Dunkin' girl, but then I switched. I love the Starbucks cold brew. You can buy it like at the grocery store. I really like it, so I don't have to go to Starbucks every morning. Does it come like in a liquid, like in the yeah. carton and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah, it comes in those plastic bottles. Yeah. I won't argue you. You're allowed to love whatever you love, but I am a Dunkin' girl. She's mm. very much a Dunkin' I'm a girl. very much a Dunkin' girl. Mm. But that's a good thing for summer. Yeah. Yeah. You want hot coffee during summer. Yeah, iced coffee is good during the summer. Daniel, do you have something you're loving? I do. This could go well with coffee, maybe. Oh. Have you ever made a mug cake? Oh, oh yeah. yeah that so, would. you know, like some, some days you just want like a cake, but you don't want a whole cake. So you can just add a little bit of the ingredients in a mug and microwave it and it comes out as cake. But you can, if you want to take it the next step further, you could have like a mug cake every day if you make a healthy protein mug cake. So you just replace most of the flour with um, protein Protein. powder and you can use egg whites and it's still really good. But that's what I'm loving. Or you could just have a mug cake every day as a regular one. You could if you really wanted to treat yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all the food stuff, um, but what I am loving is actually our 100 day of prayer campaign for our next gen ministry right now. It's a 100 day countdown to our program starting back up. And I just am loving getting it in my inbox every morning. Um, The people who collaborated to write the different prayers, I think is so cool. And knowing that there are literally hundreds of people all praying together for our next gen ministry at Nativity is just really powerful. So that's what I'm loving right now. Well, we are in the first episode of our new series, Student Leadership, which is why we have Lucy here today. We are we started a student leadership team about two years ago and have about 20 teens involved, Lucy being one of them. Now, we're not perfect at this. Our group isn't perfect by any means, but we it's a start and we're hoping to just keep growing and improving, growing deeper and wider, adding more people and making it a better and better experience. So we're going to be talking to some of our student leaders throughout this series. So Lucy, to start us off, what was the first time you remember hearing about student leadership or encountering it? Did you have any like first impressions? Uh, Well, like you said, it's only been around for two years. So I remember you and Daniel talking about it, like you incorporated it a couple times in your messages. But the first time I really saw it was on the confirmation retreat, because some of the student leaders gave witness talks Mm -hmm. or um, their testimonies, I guess. And I remember watching it or listening to them and thinking like, oh my gosh, like I want to do that next year. And it's actually funny because months later I was laying in bed one night and I was thinking like, what would I say if I talked at confirmation and I wrote it in the notes of my phone. And so when I was reading through this the other day, like trying to think of what to say, I looked it up and it's still in the notes of my phone from oh my May 14th, 2020, wow. which was pretty cool that I was able to do that. 
That's awesome. I love yeah. that. May 14th, 2020. Now we were in the middle of stay-at-home orders. Yeah. And then. <laughs> hmm. So Lucy, we've seen a lot of growth in our student leaders, but we know our program could be bigger and better too. Like Ali was saying, we want to continue to grow it in the years to come. So what do you think gets students excited about it? What, why did you get involved when you started out? Well, the reason I love it is the sense of community it gives. A lot of the people that are in it, I don't go to school with or wouldn't necessarily be friends with if it wasn't for them just because we have different likes or interests or, you know, like they go to different schools, especially some of the kids that go to all boys school. Like I wouldn't really know them if it wasn't for church. So I really like that. Um, It's also cool to see teens be so passionate and vulnerable with their faith just because especially in high school it's you don't see teens sort of showing their emotion or talking about such deep personal things so that's really cool and for some reason the COVID year was the year I really wanted to get involved in church I didn't really really know what that meant I didn't know if I wanted to like direct traffic or like (laughs) hand out pizza I don't know I just really wanted to get involved and so I was talking to my mom about it and she's like, well, isn't that guy Daniel the one in charge of all the student stuff? Like you should email him. And so I emailed you and asked to like lead a small group and then I was able to do that. And then I'm pretty sure you asked me to be in student leadership and I thought it'd be fun. And I knew Sammy and Ryan were in it and a bunch of other people. So that's how I got involved in it. That's yeah. awesome. Kind of like makes perfect sense too that during the COVID year was when you felt that desire for community because I yeah. feel like we were so many people were um, missing that in how everything was. So something you probably don't know, Lucy, is that we invited 15 or 20 teens who chose not to participate in student leadership. And we did the same thing for you in our invitation and our follow-up, but they just decided that they were too busy or it was too churchy or they just didn't want to put in the effort, which is too bad, but it's also expected, right? We have to cast a wide net to catch the students who are genuinely interested. So we anticipate that many won't participate, but we also want to find good leaders, not just numbers of how many we have, but the right ones. So what are some characteristics you think we should be looking for in student leaders? I think the biggest thing is enthusiastic people, open-minded, creative, just because so much of what we do in student leadership is have discussion and brainstorm different ideas. So it's important to have people that can come up with ideas or else we're not really going to get anywhere. I also think it's important to sort of pay attention to who really wants to be at church and be at student program because, Mm -hmm. you know, for confirmation, so many of the kids getting confirmed are just there because their parents are making them, which is unfortunate, but it happens sometimes. So I think just paying attention to the kids that really enjoy it and are very passionate about being there in their faith and seem like would be a good fit for it. I think sometimes we recognize like we can see the change in teens too. Yeah. I remember, um, not at this church, but another place where I worked, this guy, Jose was, I'm gonna have to tell him to listen to this episode. Now I'm shouting him out, (laughs) but he, um, he really wasn't interested for most of the year. And then we went on retreat and our retreat was in February. So we had a little bit of time left in the year, but it it was like a totally different person after our retreat. And he ended up being a student leader for two years and was great and totally dynamic, but I would have never pegged him before we went on the retreat and kind of saw that transformation in him. All right, so here's another question for you, Lucy. Your generation communicates differently than most of the people who are probably listening to this podcast because we're aiming for, you know, adults that are ministering to, to students. 
um, which is not your fault. It's just that times have changed. So imagine that the person listening is someone who still types text with their index finger, which I did for a really long time, <laughs> or hasn't ever heard of TikTok. Um, and this person loves teens and is trying to build a student leadership team at their parish. So how should they contact teens? We've already talked about what gets teens excited, but what's the best way to really make the ask to get them involved? How do you want to be asked something? Well, I think that you guys are really good at advertising, you two in particular, but also just the church. Like I remember when I was younger, they would show videos for time travelers or Jingle Jam, and it just looked like so much fun. So I think just showing videos of maybe us like collaborating at retreat or you know student program I think that is important and I also think it's important for it to be relatable just because I think about it as you know when you're when you're in school and your guidance counselor comes and talks to you about college it's not the same when it's coming from your guidance counselor rather than an actual college student Mm. because that college student is in the now and it's more relatable so I at least for me I pay attention more to something when it's more relatable to me obviously you guys are great at what you do and i'm here because of you guys but we're old (laughs) you can say it (laughs) not not old but older than me all right we'll take that (laughs) yeah so i just think it's it's more relatable when it's coming from someone at least closer to your age Mm -hmm. that makes total sense like your best salespeople on the job are going to be the people who are already in it right now. So your current student leaders to recruit more. That's awesome. So one more question for you. This one is a little more specific to you personally. When you were a freshman, you weren't confirmed with most of the group that was in your grade. You waited until your sophomore year, which isn't necessarily typical, but sometimes happens. But most of the time, if teens don't get that opportunity when their friends or their grade does it, they disappear. Youth ministers see that with upperclassmen. Two, if friends aren't there, teens usually stop coming. So what was different for you? What kept you going and connected? And how can your experience help us to keep more teens connected and going and maybe in student leadership? Well, I plan on getting conferred my freshman year, but some stuff happened, so it didn't work out. But it was never a question if I was going to get confirmed or not. It just sort of happened to be that, oh, it just stinks now that I can't do it with my friends. But I just it was something that was really important for me to do and it was it actually ended up being amazing that my friends weren't there as much as I love my friends like I definitely don't think I would have had the same experience especially on retreat because it forced me to branch out and so then afterwards I wasn't as nervous or anxious you know not knowing anyone at say spark night or rehearsal or even the actual confirmation it forced me to branch out and talk to other people And I don't think I would have had the same experience if my friends were there, especially on the retreat, just because, you know, it can be such a vulnerable, personal thing and can have life-changing experiences. At least I did. Retreat changed my faith and my life. And as weird as it may sound, it was almost easier to have those deep conversations with complete Mm -hmm. strangers Mm -hmm. because they weren't my friends and they didn't know me outside of church or the retreat. And then it created a bond with all the girls that were in my small group. So we all have that special bond. And it was just so much easier for me to have them pray for me about my anxieties and my worries because then it wouldn't leave retreat or Mm. wouldn't leave that group. So it was was a blessing. It was definitely God's will that I 
was really all alone in the beginning because then I was able to make new friends. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, the anonymity makes it a safe space sometimes to really get vulnerable and not worry about like judgment or saying too much. Yeah. That's awesome. How many years have you had um, Katrina as your small group leader? Since seventh grade. Okay. Yeah, and she's been with that group more or less. I mean, I think the girls have switched in and out of it, but mm-hmm. she's moved up with that group since first, first grade. grade. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are going into your senior year. I mean, that awesome. is like our dream yes. for small groups. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yes. doesn't happen all the time. We do have a lot of leaders that kind of move through for a season, like high mm-hmm. school or middle school and high school mm-hmm. or middle school, but for somebody to go elementary, middle, and high school with a single group. Yeah. So great. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Love you, Miss Katrina. <laughs> yeah. We shouted her out before. She's yeah. she is a big win for our program. <laughs> well, thanks, Lucy. We love having you here. We love that you serve our younger teens and as a middle school leader and all of your ideas and sharing today. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being here. And to close our program, as we always do, we like to share one bright idea. And our bright idea today is to start with how many teens you want on your student leadership team. So think about the ideal team for your first year doing this. Maybe it's 10 teens, maybe it's 12, maybe it's 50. I don't know what the size of your student leadership is. If you're really ambitious. Um, So what we suggest doing is take that number and double or triple it. And that's really the number of teams that you need to list out to try to recruit Mm -hmm. because you need to cast that net wide like like we were talking about in the interview today. So that is our one bright idea with starting a student leadership team. Start with double or triple the number of teams that you actually want to have on the team in your recruitment process. Well, again, a special thank you to Lucy for joining us today and thank all of you for listening. We love you very much. Join us next time as we continue this series and discuss giving student leaders tasks versus responsibilities with another one of our student leaders. 